glory to God. Hallelujah. And this evening, um, it is a special day. I'm particularly excited because I'm going to set you up for an exciting Bible study. It is our interactive Bible study. And you know me, I've been talking about this wholeheartedness and how that God is speaking to us. And guess what he's doing? He's giving us the winning formula. Someone say winning formula. Say it like you know a winning formula. Wholeheartedness is a formula that the world, the church is just learning about. Most and generally, our proclivity is towards being half-hearted. And as much as God won't send you to hell for being half-hearted, you miss the formula that, that guarantees that God will give you the, his extra special blessings. And what Satan does is he gives us part knowledge of God. He doesn't want us to get the whole of it. And then, you know, Bible says the bread is for the children. The crumbs is for the dogs under the table. And when you're half-hearted, you have to settle for the crumbs. But when you're wholehearted, you get the bread. And that's what happened to this woman, the Syrophoenician woman. She had her eyes on the bread. They told her, go away. She said, no, I'm not going. Jesus said, you're like the dogs. They say, it doesn't matter. She was so wholehearted that what nobody thought she was going to get, she got. She got the blessing that was not for the Gentiles yet. She entered a dispensation before God released it. There's something about wholeheartedness. What it does, it brings extra special. Someone say extra. I can't hear you. Extra. Say special. Blessings are mine. No, no, no. I said are mine. Say extra. You're not saying that. You're saying it as if it's ordinary. Say extra. Say it like God is going to do it for you. Say extra. Special. Blessings are mine. That's what happened to the woman. The disciples of the Lord, the apostles said, drive her away. She's bothering us. She stood her ground. Jesus said, no, no, it's not time for the Gentiles. She stood her ground. He said, supposing I call you a dog, he said, it doesn't matter. At the end, to the surprise of all of us till today, she got and the Lord says, this is the example. I have not seen this example amongst the sanctified. What a shame. Nothing has changed. I'm bringing to you again the example the Lord set for the church. Wholeheartedness. Going all the way. So they insulted you. So what? Jesus called her a dog. So what? When you're wholehearted, you fix your eyes upon him. It says, those whose hearts return to the Lord shall in no wise be put to shame. It's impossible. I want to speak to you. I want to first excite you, open up the subject, and we're going to go ballistic in our interaction today because as we interact, we come closer to that extra special blessing. You know what that means? You move from where you have been for too long and you move to where you ought to have been anyway. Someone say, I receive it in Jesus' name. That's not even wholehearted. That's the problem. So half-hearted. 
<laughs> so this evening I want to open up the subject how God implements the delivery of his extra special blessings to deserving wholehearted believers it's a, it's a bit of a mouthful I hope multimedia will catch up with us and just put that on the screen how God implements the delivery of his extra special blessings to deserving wholehearted believers it's on the screen let's read it together one to go how god come on now how god implements the delivery of his extra special blessings to deserving wholehearted believers i'm going to take elijah and elisha for an example how many of you remember that story elijah and elisha now my comment is this and I perhaps it will come up on the screen Elijah the man of God clear-mindedly at the beginning put his mantle on Elisha when he was recruiting him but didn't do so when it was time to deliver God's extra special blessings to Eli Elisha for serving Elijah wholeheartedly knowing that he was about to be whisked to heaven in a whirlwind he still did not deliver god's extra special blessings to elisha for serving him wholeheartedly and now that's a little confusing for me i thought if a man serves wholeheartedly god by serving wholeheartedly a man there should be no problem for the manifestation of the extra special blessings i know somebody is already thinking but naomi was the one that said one day it is isn't it time for me to settle you isn't time for me to bless you isn't time for me to arrange a happy home a man that will love you and take care of you it was naomi that prompted it ruth never asked but it just shows you that in some cases this can be the experience but it is not the workings of man it is the workings of god the title of our discussion today is how god implements the delivery of his extra special blessings to deserving wholehearted believers how god does it so that we don't miss it we will not miss it in jesus name do you get that how elijah clear-mindedly put his mantle on elisha when it was time for work when it was time for the blessing, he did not put it. And yet, he went away in a whirlwind and he held the blessings with him. If you were Elisha, who served, left his business, and on the day that the extra special blessing that you have your eye on is supposed to be given to you, if that was what happened, come, come on now, how would you feel pastor steve how would you feel you're running your business i'm passing by i put the mantle on you 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 shut the business and you start even when i want to eat you pour water on my hand when i want to sleep you sleep at the foot of where i sleep and after a couple of years when you are now like 50 i'm going to heaven and i'm holding the blessing and all the time you see me going how would you have felt totally what give him the microphone 
clap for the, this man of God. Clap for him. How would you feel if you were Elisha? I feel totally used and abandoned. You feel very used and abandoned. Yeah. You know, I can imagine an Elisha looking, are you kidding me? Now, the sons of prophets are waiting for him. They say he's going, nothing is going to happen. And true, true, the man is going. Before your very before. You're thinking, how do I explain to people when I, that I shut down my business and say, nobody does that. And I say, no, but God is faithful. God's the rewarder. How do I face the sons of prophets? I say, forget it. Let's settle with us. Let's share some blessings. It ain't going to happen. How do you walk out of there? You know, as we speak today, some people are feeling like that. There are people that have served and it looks like somebody did not settle you. But in the year that God promises is the year I'm going to settle people. If you have been serving God, this year is your year in Jesus' name. Ah, what kind of half-hearted amen is that? Elisha stood there like a fool. He didn't know what was going to happen. And guess what? Is that not the reason why some people don't serve wholeheartedly anymore? They have had an Elisha experience. Maybe in the church they're coming from. And so when they join Grace Assembly, they sit in the congregation. They don't join any department. They don't give anymore. They still come to church, but a bad experience has made them a little reticent. If you're listening to me online, that message is for you. You're so close to your extra special blessing. Today, I want you to listen good because we're going to launch into prayers and you will see how God, in spite of the shenanigans of any man or woman, because wholeheartedness to God is usually demonstrated through wholeheartedness to a man. And it is not so much the man you're doing it for, you did it for God and it is God's responsibility to implement the delivery of his extra special blessing. Who under the sound of my voice is expecting God to do something for him? Just lift your hand to the Lord and say, Lord, thank you. I'm in church to hear this one. And so I'm going to read to you. The question is for you to answer. When it was time to recruit him, he put the mantle on him. When it was time to bless him, he didn't put the mantle on him. And he was a man of God. And he has not stopped being a man of God. And that's why sometimes you must lift your eyes beyond the hills. From your help coming from God who made the hills. It means a man can disappoint you. But God is forever faithful. What are your hands doing? Help me celebrate God. Great as Elijah was. I don't know what he was doing that day, but we're going to post the question soon. In 1 Kings 19, I'm going to read verses 19 and 21 from the New King James Version for you, and you will be excited at this. This is a drama that happened when he was being recruited. The Bible says, So Elijah departed from there and found, he went all the way and found Elisha, which means he really looked for him when it was time for work he didn't even see him when it was time to be to bless him he found elisha the son of shaphat who was plying with 12 yoke of oxen before him 
and he was with the twelfth one, then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. Somebody say, I see that one. Someone say, I see that one. He passed by him and did what? The same mantle. So you know how to give that mantle. Isn't it amazing how people can call you to work? When it's time to reward you, you call them, they don't pick the, they don't pick the call. Who knows what I'm talking about here? I said, who knows what I'm... Why are you all so quiet? <laughs> so, verse 21. Listen to this. So, Elisha's response is this. He turned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen wooden equipment to boil his animals that he used for his business so that there's no chance of going back and gave it to the people and the people ate which means people saw him when he started following Elijah then he arose read with me and did what and followed Elijah and what and became what his assistant his servant a businessman that runs at that time what we would call mechanized farming he wasn't using cutlass and hoe he had oxen he has plows shut down his business in front of everybody it's like you emptying all your company account and sharing the money to everybody then you follow me into ministry you know people are going to be watching you we go see waiting go happen this is how he started and so he became his servant someone say his servant i want to say a comment so after elisha had now served elijah wholeheartedly it's up on the screen was it that elijah somehow forgot how to hand over the same mantle to elisha if he knew how to give it to him in the first place was it that something happened to his ability <laughs> to give the same mantle when it was time for reward anybody do you think he forgot Music director, do you think he forgot? Why are you all quiet? If I know how to call you to come and do work, I look for you, I found you, you were in the middle of your business doing good, and I put the mantle, which means shut it down, and you shut it down in front of everybody. And I'm quite sure even his parents will have said, Are you serious? No going back, he killed the oxen and used the plow to roast the oxen and then served it to people but when it came to the time to reward him my question is so after Elisha had now served Elijah wholeheartedly was it that Elijah somehow forgot to hand over the same mantle to Elisha could that be what the sons of the prophets were warning him about I'm trying to catch your attention. Could that be at, at um, Bethel, they were there. At Jericho, they were there. And at Jordan, they were there. Warning him, don't bother. Could it be they say, he ain't going to give it to you. 
And some of us have heard things like that. Don't bother. Church, church, church. Nothing's going to come out of it. Why are you all quiet? Corey wants to say something. At least somebody seemed to be with me. Are you with me? So why are you quiet? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. One of the things that this um, passage brings to mind is the fact that as Elisha was going, mm-hmm. he had people that could tell what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. The Bible didn't record that Elisha knew beforehand, but even as they told him, mm-hmm. he kept on having faith. That it was he going kept to being, he kept being steadfast. He kept being <laughs> steadfast. And in the current situation of today, there are people that would have reasons to tell you that that church you are going to, nothing is going to come from it. And as time passes, if you are not steadfast enough, there's a tendency for you to want to believe. What are your hands doing? You know, anybody that is not clapping is one of those people that are really telling people. Anybody that is not clapping, I'm looking at you now. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember this incident that happened to me um, a couple of years back. My dad used to have this um, honey mix. He always said it was good for us to take it so that we could, uh, I don't know, just to keep us from diseases and all of that. So it would have us dip our finger into it and, some, yeah. and then just lick. And this particular day, I just decided that I was not interested. My brothers already had it and I was like, no, I'm not interested. And like two days after, I fell ill. I had malaria. And then it was like, see? Yeah, after everything. But lo and behold, I used my meds, I prayed, and I got healed. So if I, if, if I wasn't steadfast, I mean, I would have started to regret and be like, oh, I should have used it and this and that, and probably that will have changed my mentality about what that thing was, but glory be to God, here I am today, and I thank God for holding me, I thank God for still staying steadfast till today, praise God. <laughs> Can you clap for him? You will have been, your faith will have been in the honey, not on the Lord. Now, um, we're going to push this forward. I, I'm getting to the, I haven't got to the exciting point. You're going to be jumping out of your seat very soon. I want, I said, so after Elijah had, Elisha had now served Elijah wholeheartedly. What was it that happened to Elijah that he now forgot to hand over the same mantle to Elisha? Or was it that he was just absent-minded or was he now willing to part with the same mantle by which he called the man and should be the reward? What do you think happened? And when we get stuck like that, what is our normal reaction? If Elisha was a Nigerian, what would he have said to Elijah? I didn't say what I didn't say if you were Elisha, if he was a Nigerian. And you know Nigerians, if you, if you, what's that word? If you swerve them like that, will they keep quiet? What will they have said? Ah, Elijah, no triumph. You're not going to go nowhere. Eh? I killed my oxen. Eh? 
wait till I go tell those people. Ah, 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 ah. Am I in order? But Elisha didn't say anything. What did Elisha know? That he knew so strongly that he didn't see anything. He saw him going. Instead of even cursing him or fighting him, he said, my father, my father. Obviously, his confidence was not in Elijah. Hello, somebody. Thank you, dear. See, my girl, she's clapping for me. The reason why we react like that is your eyes are on the man. Wholeheartedness to God is what it is. It's just expressed through a man. Once we take our eyes off God, we have the capacity to mess up. Capacity to fight. Capacity to say the wrong things. But Elisha did not. I'm going somewhere. Let's see 2 Kings chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 11, then 13 to 14. New King James. Bible says, then it happened. May it happen for us too in Jesus' name. As they continued and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. The Bible didn't even say he looked back. I thought if you're going to the place of all places, you'll be thinking, why don't we take him with us? Baba just went by himself. Verse 13. It says, Elisha also took up the mantle of Elijah. That what? That had fallen from him. He didn't drop it. It fell from him. And went back and stood by the back, the bank of Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. Why is the Bible repeating exactly the same thing? Grammatically, it's enough to say, then he took the mantle and struck the water. But there is a digression, which is purpose. On purpose, it says, then he took the mantle of Elijah, repeating the same thing. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. Verse 13 says, the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. 14 says, the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. Does the Bible not say in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established? God is pointing something to us that it was not an accident. That he fell from him, it was not an accident. And then he took it. And struck the water of Jordan and said what? Where is the God of Elijah? Why did he say that? He didn't say what apart. Where is the God of Elijah? Oh, somebody wake up. I know you're going to get it. Why did he, after striking it, he says, where is the God of Elijah? He didn't say, where is Elijah? Elijah has gone. Hmm. Where is the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, 
the Bible says it was divided this way and that way and Elisha crossed over. We're going to cross over into a place where we're settled by God this year in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why does the Bible repeat the same words, the mantle of Elijah that fallen from him in verse 13? Then in verse 14 it says, the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. It seemed to me that God was trying to catch our attention. Somebody was going to go away with your reward. For somehow, somehow, it fell from him. Just in case you missed it, God said it a second time. You are going to give me the answer. And when he got to the water, he made a statement that I had never understood before. I always wondered, what is the relevance of this? Where is the God of Elijah? Which God do you know? In the day that you should be rewarded and settled, which God do you know? I want to ask a question. Can you tell me why he said, where is the God of Elijah? <laughs> how many of you are ready before and you used to wonder that what is this about you have the mantle you saw what Elijah did and what happened but you now hit it and say where is the God of Elijah it seems to me Elijah has gone but God hasn't gone anywhere I did it to Elijah but I did it for you let us see what will happen the Bible says, and he struck the water and, the, uh, uh, and it divided this way and that way and Elisha crossed over. If we're talking about wholeheartedness, it's not enough to be wholehearted. Where is your heart? With who is your heart? You may have served at this altar, but where is your heart? Your heart cannot be in the altar. Your heart should be with the Lord. He said, where is that God? Did God show up or not? Did God show up or not? Elijah had gone. If he was calling Elijah, what will happen? If he was fighting with Elijah, what will happen? He knew something. Elijah can disappoint me. Elijah can go. But I know in whom I have believed. What are your hands doing? I know in whom I have believed. Where is the God of Elijah? That I wholeheartedly served by serving his servant. Is this not the time that he should show up for me? Let me warn you. The sons of the prophets were across the Jordan. Watching to see. Whether it pays to be wholehearted towards God. Whether when a man disappoints you, this God you're talking about is able to show up for you. Did God show up or not? What are your hands doing? Clap for the Lord. <laughs> my God, my God. <sighs> I want to ask another question. Who blew the mantle from Elijah's grip? I don't think Elijah held that mantle carelessly. 
Hello. How do you think he held the mantle when he was going on the horses and chariots of fire in the whirlwind? How do you think he was holding it? Let me bring a small mantle. The man that knew he was going, that didn't give it to you. Did he know what the mantle was or not? He, wasn't, he had nothing else on him. Do you think he was holding it like this so the priest can blow it? I said, how did God release it from his grip? Bible says he fell down. If I'm holding something like this, how does it fall down? I want you to answer the question, how can he fall down? What do you think happened? Eh? Uh, turbulence. Ain't <laughs> no turbulence can that tumble that one. <laughs> question is, who blew the mantle for Elijah's grip and maybe to fall where Elisha could see it? It was in an open place. You know what a whirlwind is? When a whirlwind is blowing, it's blowing sand, it's blowing trees, it's blowing leaves. Do you know what a whirlwind is? That wind that goes, woof, 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 the big one. If it's going to fall, it could have fallen five miles away. Why did it fall where he could see it and he could retrieve it? I don't want you to look at me. I want you to answer the question. <laughs> In the day that you need to receive your extra special blessings, don't you know that? Uh, let's Praise hear. the Lord. Hallelujah. So, um, I think the answer to that question, in my own thinking, is that Elisha was not just um, serving Elijah wholeheartedly, mm -hmm. he was connected. So he had the connection, and um, despite the wind, the wild wind blowing, blowing, he was connected, and he was about the mantle. I must get this mantle, and so I think that's how it happened. Can you can you clap for her? But Elijah didn't release the mantle. Somehow, somehow, I think Oluwa is involved in this matter. Have you heard that slang? Oluwa is involved. Yeah, this year may Olua be involved though. <laughs> you can't trust a man to release your blessing. Oh. The Elijah didn't hold it. If you held it carelessly, as the wind started, it would have fallen. It was as it was going high that the thing fell. Let me ask you another question. When whirlwind well is going, what can pick up a car? Have you seen a tornado before? Okay, have you seen it in TV before? It will remove the roof of a house and carry it 10 miles away. It will carry a car, throw it. A little mantle, weightless little thing. Even if God released it from his hand, where do you think the whirlwind should have taken it? Just think about it ordinarily. If it took it the motion of the wind should have taken it 
that is nature what happened was not natural come on now it was supernatural ah wholeheartedness will provoke god to implement the impartation of his extra special blessing it can happen naturally but Oga, if some people want to block you god will move to the supernatural I have a question here. How can a light mantle, a cloth, fall to the ground in the midst of a whirlwind? Bring up that question. How can it? Even if Elijah tried to drop it, do you know that the whirlwind will carry this thing? You may never, it can take it three miles away from the earth. Against all odds, it fell. Everything is going up. And a clot, not a stone, fell. God wants somebody to think about it. Something serious was happening. When you're wholehearted to the end, even if somebody wants to disappoint you, God is revealing something to you. It's not enough to be wholehearted. Something can want to go wrong. But if you're wholehearted to the end, it's not possible. God will show up for you. Why are you quiet? Okay, you have not been wholehearted. Is that why? <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about. Nature cannot allow a mantle to fall to the ground is not possible. The law of physics, wind movement, it should never even find that thing if it fell. It fell where he could see it. It fell where he could reach it. In this year that God says he's going to settle, whatever is going to settle you, Shebi must fall where you can see it. Shebi, it must day where you can reach it. And who is going to make sure that happens? And what are you doing about that? Are you not celebrating this God that is showing you? God is showing you. Say, my girl, keep serving. Keep walking. It doesn't matter what happens. I am going to sort you out. <laughs> okay, let me be a little mischievous. Elijah gets to maybe where the moon is on his way to heaven <laughs> thinking he has the mantle he looks down and sees Elisha parting the Jordan with the mantle ah, father if anybody wants to go away with our settlement father what you did for Elijah I can't hear you praying father do it for me now now <laughs> I said, Lord, do it for us now, now. <laughs> if you are watching me live, you better say, Lord, do it for me now, now. <laughs> Good a person as Elijah was. For some reason, he fumbled. Nothing around Elisha shows that he could ever get anything out of it. God stepped into the picture. I bring you good news. 
this year for those of us insult or no insult whatever it is you just keep on keeping on God is going to step into the matter God is going to step powerfully into that matter in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ what are the lessons personally in your own life in the transition you're at in your life what are the lessons you have learned from this small story anybody here what is a personal lesson you have learned that is peculiar to you can you give pastor steve the microphone what is the lesson you have learned supposing for instance elisha did not serve wholeheartedly to the end supposing he got angry when the chariots took this man supposing he was so busy looking at elijah you say if he was looking at elijah will he see the mantle come on now will he see the mantle it is important where you fix your eyes this year may we not fix our eyes on the wrong thing in jesus name pastor steve clap for pastor steve let us hear some wisdom from him thank you very much pastor um it's quite obvious that there's quite uh, layers of lessons that can be extracted from this beautiful true life story of yeah. elijah and elijah. elisha okay the first thing that i think crossed my mind in as it matters to current and present day experience of life yeah. because it's almost impossible not to have someone in your life that you have to follow the order of accomplishment starts with followership yeah if you don't have the culture of followership you certainly won't get number one destination and you can be a leader yourself so you must have a culture and understanding that to get where you're going you must follow someone now um for elisha who followed a man with such reputation called elijah who also had other followers that we categorize them as the sons of the prophet it's important for us to draw a lesson to ask what was the difference between Elijah and such number of people which means sometimes the crowd the numbers is not a proof or evidence of those that are wholeheartedly following oh. okay. the sons of prophet were many Elisha was one just one of them so if you were to use the number of people sometimes in your life or in your in your church or in your presence to determine the state and the condition of your heart there is a very strong likelihood that you will miss out oh can you help me bless him now something again struck out and that is the fact that the 50 prophets they followed elijah and his reputations his character his person elijah from the way you explained it and i got it followed the god inside of elijah come on now come on now see two people sitting so close but they're in two different realms Chai. so when the natural tendency and the feeling capability of a man disappointed the 50 they stayed it was pretty easy for them to be discouraged and feel like they were used abandoned and scammed yes they just stayed back they left because if you follow psalm 60 i believe verse 11 he said vain is the help of man so if you follow the man because of what you want to get from a man 
there is a very strong tendency that you will be disappointed at some point because a man will do things based on how he feels. Oh! If you know that is true, you are not being honest if you are not clapping. If you very experienced it, you're not just bless God because you're being delivered even right now of the pain. So when, but for a life... Aha, it's it, up on the screen. Man of God. It says, yes. give us help from trouble for vain is, is the help, help of a man. man. So you cannot blame man. You can't hold man responsible for your blessing. You can't hold grudges against a man. Man cannot be the source of your bitterness. You can't make man the alpha and omega of your life. Because at their best, they are still men. What are your hands doing? This is church. That's the problem. That's the problem. Elijah made a brilliant demarcation, which is the brilliant lesson we should extract here. He respected Elijah. He honored Elijah. He worshipped everything about the man. He didn't beguile the man. He didn't despise the man. He didn't say nasty things about the man. But beyond the man, he knew there is a God behind him. Perhaps, and he followed. Perhaps that's why when he got to Jonah, he says, where is the, the God of, of Elijah? Elijah? Not where is Elijah. Exactly. And then even if he has said, where is the God? God might not have honored him because Elijah's reputation was important also in the instruction from God. From God. That's right. He knew God as the God of Elijah. So he had to call him the way God revealed himself to him. Exactly. Chai. So he followed God. So even when Elijah was so reluctant, when he had all the means and all the wherewithal to deliver this man to this young man, for the reluctance, I don't know why he was reluctant. I wouldn't explain it. I can't explain it. But you see, but because Elijah knew that this business is not about my boss or my master or the leader it's about the god the leader himself is answerable to oh hallelujah so he stayed now I, I will put it this way the image of motivation in your heart will determine how long you will stay with wholeheartedness the image of motivation in your heart yes the image around which drives what your drives your, your motivation your, your motivation how long you will stay in wholeheartedness so if god is the focus if god is the motivation if god is the drive there is no way a man can let you down this is almost impossible because god will not let you down and so he stayed on course he stayed there regardless of the obvious reluctance of elijah and eventually in fact elijah kept telling him stay here yeah at bethel says stay here he knows that this action is there stay here when they got to jericho to stay here when they got to jordan to stay here but as soon as they cross he says now that you have followed me this far what is it you want me to do for you so you knew that this is where uh, you should have known that elijah will not release the mantle mm. So God gave it over. Because the last question is, how, did, how would an handkerchief or a mantle drop in the midst of a whirlwind? It is practically impossible, impossible. in human mind. Uh, it's um, physically yes. impossible. In fact, if it had followed through the natural course, hmm. that mantle would have dropped like 10 miles away. Exactly. Where you can never even know which direction, north, south, east, or west. Yes, sir. But you know, God would never start a thing he would not finish to a whole-hearted man. God honors a man to the very end and he gave him the mantle. Can Let you clap for him? What is going on here? Multimedia, bring back the title of today's message again. Bring it out in that slide. It says how God implements the delivery 
of his extra special blessings to deserving wholehearted believers. It is God that implements the delivery. If he uses a man that agrees with God, good. But if a man does not agree, don't keep your eyes on man. It was never wholeheartedness to man. It is wholeheartedness to God through wholeheartedness to a man or a woman. What are your hands doing? Come on now. Bring it up in the slide. I, I know you put it on the Sunday slide. I, I like that. Aha. Look at the end of the matter. Can I interest you in something that caught my attention? At three points, the sons of the prophet told him, God is taking your master away. Were they right or not? They were right. Three times they told him, if you hear truth, the first time you didn't answer. You hear it a second time. You didn't answer. And meanwhile, the man you are following is saying, stay. Stay. And they're telling you nothing is going to happen. Plus, stay. You should stay now. But he knew something. Child of God, you have to know in whom you have believed. This walk is good if you have a group of people around you, but you when it comes to it, you, it is a lonely walk. The sons of the prophet didn't go with him. Even Elijah told him, stay back. Listen, there must be something in your eyes that people don't understand when you're following God. The sons of prophet, they were sons of prophet. He was a son of prophet himself, Elijah. They gave him accurate what was going to happen. His prophet told him, stay. He said, he said not on your life. Wherever you go, I'll follow you. He knew something. The problem with a lot of us is you don't know much. You only know what was preached. You don't have personal revelation. Or you don't treasure your revelation. What made him, when Elijah said at Bethel, I am going to Bethel. Stay here. He says, I will not stay here. Or not on your life, I'm going to follow you. When he was leaving Bethel for, Jer uh, for, for Jer Jericho, he said, stay here. I am going to Jericho. Said, not on your life. You know, you really, your Christianity must get to a point. You know in whom you have believed. When they got to the Jordan, these people again got there and waited for him. And told him, we've told you three times. And they were right. But I want to submit something there is a huge difference between half-truth and whole truth. The half-truth was, yes, he was going. But it was not all the truth. The whole truth is whatsoever happened, God will implement the delivery of his extra special blessing somehow, somehow. Now I'm prophesying to somebody, God is going to deliver to you his extra special blessings of settling you somehow, somehow. I may not know how, I may not know when, but this year God is going to settle us. You know what they knew? They knew half of the truth. And you know, some people posture, they know only half they don't know the end of the matter. They're telling you nothing is going to happen. And it's true. Nothing is going to happen up to a point. And you cannot 
take that truth and run your life because there's nowhere to go. Is he going to go back and, re and resuscitate his oxen? No. God is the author and the finisher of our faith. It's the beginning and the ending of our walk. He didn't know how it would end, but he knew the person who held the end. And it is not over until it is over. They knew something. Child of God, don't exalt people that know only half the truth. You could miss your destiny that way. He will have stayed with them. The Bible says when they crossed the Jordan, they came to him and they bowed down to the ground. The people that said nothing is going to happen in your life, they bow down to where? To the ground. They knew half the truth, but it's the whole of the truth that will deliver what God wants for you. Wholeheartedness is not the same as, our half-heartedness is not the same as wholeheartedness. A lot of people around you are only half-hearted. They will stop at Bethel, or they may get to Jericho, or they may stay before the Jordan, but you have to cross over. Wholeheartedness is about crossing over. That story says when they, when Elijah hit the water and departed, and Bible says, and they crossed over. It is at the crossover that something happens. When he was coming back, he crossed over again. The Bible says, and he crossed over. And then verse 15 says, the sons of the prophet saw him and said, now the power of Elijah is now on him. Not only was it, it was now double. The Bible says they bow down to the ground. When your wholeheartedness, you endure to the end, what happens is that the people you used to be mates with, you will not be their mates anymore. What are your hands doing to you? It, this wholeheartedness thing, God is showing something that I love. You know, some people will deride you and say, why are you following that man? And then you too say, I'm not following that man. No. Ah, Naomi, you know, woman is old though. She has passed menopause. Why are you following her? Nothing can happen. You're not following the man. You are being wholehearted to God by being wholehearted to this person God has appointed. When they said, why are you following him? It is over. He was not really following just Elijah. He was following God through Elijah. Otherwise, he would have stopped. And because he was following God, when Elijah moved out of the way with the blessing, God stepped into the picture. Can I tell you something? A lot of people are not serving God anymore because a man disappointed them because they didn't see God step into the picture. I am teaching you something. If you want God to step into the picture, your wholeheartedness must be to the end. He's the one that implements it. And that is the story that we see today. Let me interest you. Anybody wants to make a contribution again or ask a question? Yes. You know what I'm going to do at the end of this thing? I'm going to pray for you. That anyhow, anyhow, this year, God is going to implement for you his, the delivery of his wholehearted, of his extra special blessing without fail in Jesus' name.
Praise God. So, one of the things I learned from the beginning of the story is that when Elisha was to begin, he made sure that whatever will have been his plan B was, you know, put to the end. <laughs> Many of us always have this thing that when we start something and when the going gets tough, you're like, oh, there's something I can still fall back on. At all, at all. Now. At all, at all. Exactly. So, there's usually a... Can you see, Corinne, that nobody is clapping for you? You're going, you're touching some raw nerves. But that's where preaching does. Ah, plan B, Christianity. So, if, if we are to follow God wholeheartedly, God is the only person that you can follow and not have a plan B. Because the moment you have a plan B, there's already a doubt. And it's not wholehearted anymore. And it's not wholehearted anymore. Thank you for the half-hearted clap. At least you're clapping. <laughs> Let me show you some scriptures. You want to say something? Okay. Young pastor, give me the microphone. But you have to follow me to the end. You say you're a young pastor. You have to follow me to the end. Don't worry, I won't do you like Elijah. Good <laughs> evening, uh, sir. Uh, when uh, Elijah told Elisha to wait for him at Bethlehem, and then he said, no, that I'm going to follow you. Now, if you look at it today, when I tell you, wait for me here, and then you are saying, no, I want to follow you, then in my reasoning, I might know that, okay, fine, where I'm going to, is not far but then i'm going to go to go through a long route you want to follow me you will follow me and then elisha continued following him because you know the bible says in hebrews 12 14 that follow peace with all men and holiness for which no man can see god now elisha followed elijah and then continued now he didn't look at because since he had this reputation that then he was a true prophet of god now, he might have looked at, okay, fine, I'm not looking at, I'm not following him because of his reputation. Because just like Jesus, the disciples came to meet him. I'm like, master, master, we need you. And Jesus said, oh, are you meeting me because you need me? Or you are meeting me to provide more miracles? Mm -hmm. So Elijah didn't follow him for what Elijah was carrying. But then he was following him because of the God he was serving. And that was why at the end, he took the mantle and, you know, hit it on the water. And I was like, God of Elijah. So what I learned was that, if peradventure in our journey of life, then we shouldn't look at man. We shouldn't look at the, the, the quick results that we're going to get. But then the lasting one. Oh, can you clap for him? I'm, I'm telling you, the man threw in some scriptures as well. You know, I'm telling you something. This is the equation for 2022. This is the equation. A lot of people have stopped in Bethel. As we speak, half year they have stopped. Some will get to Jericho, they'll stop. Some will get to Jordan, they'll stop. But the Elisha, who knows the God that he called, that called him, that he's serving, who has heard his pastor talk about wholeheartedness to the end, who knows that it is God that implements the delivery of the extra special blessing, meaning anyhow it goes. God is going to show up for me and settle me. Was the man settled or not? Was there proof of his settlement or not? He came back 
with what a man wanted to take away. And he didn't fight. This year, you will not fight for what is yours. What kind of amen is that? I say, nobody will take your blessing away this year. We are going to be settled in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the character of God is, you cannot follow God to the end. And God will allow somebody to cheat you. Let me show you scripture. Multimedia, bring us Psalm 105 verse 14. New King James first. Can you read this with me? He permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sake. Stop there. He permitted nobody, Elijah or not, to do wrong. Was it right for Elijah, who threw the mantle when the man was doing his business, was it right when it was time to give him the mantle, not to give it to him? Was it right? It was wrong. But God did not permit anyone to do his wholehearted Elisha any wrong. The Bible says, yes, he rebukes kings for their sake. When Elijah was going to look for the mantle, what do you think it is when he looks and he sees how God, against the current of the whirlwind, God just dropped it in front of Elisha. Can I do some Nollywood for you? I'm sure Elisha saw the thing dropping. As he's picking it up, if not you, what will you do? We say, oh God, you try. But God blessed me. That's rebuke. You won't fight. Your blessing against all odds will speak for you. The people that need to be rebuked, they will get their rebuke without you saying a word. I say as he picked it up, if he looked at Elijah, Elijah like this, what do you think that means? Is verse B. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sake. Don't do the Nigerian one. Shout. Go to social media. Disgrace the person. No. That's childish. Glory to God. May people that don't believe in you be there to witness the elevation that comes from God. Give us the New Living Translation. I'm bringing this to a close. The New Living Translation. Same scripture. New Living Translation. NLT. Okay. Is there a problem? Okay, let's go through this one then. But through it all, read with me, he would not let one thing be done to them apart from his decision. Wait, wait, wait. Apart from it, he would not let one thing be done to them outside of his decision. His decision for Elijah is as I called you and you didn't stop in Bethel, you didn't stop in Jericho, you came all the way across, you crossed over, as the Lord leaves, you are going to have double the anointing of Elijah. That was his decision. Can I tell you the decision of God for Grace Assembly 2022? Divine settlement. Anybody that is going to try to unsettle you, uh-uh, it's not going to work. 
But through it all, whatever shenanigans, whether forgetfulness, whatever rancor, whatever possessiveness that was going on with Elijah, through it all, God would not let anything be done to Elisha apart from God's decision. The Bible says he destroyed many a king who tried. Anybody that says you will not be settled this year, let them go and read this scripture. I rest my case. Do you have the New Living Translation now? Read this with me. Yet, come on now, yet he did not let anyone oppress them. He won kings on their behalf. If you are being oppressed, if you stay wholehearted, God is going to step in. Can you stand to your feet? Lift up your hand to God. What a message today. What a simplicity of the equation for the winner that God is going to settle this year. How God implements the delivery. He does it himself of his extra special blessings to deserving wholehearted believers. Say prayer quickly. Say, Lord, I'm here. This message is for me. Anybody giving me any half-truth, they don't know the end of the matter. I am not going to let them persuade me to stop being wholehearted. Any disappointment I'm getting from anybody, I will not let it turn me into an angry person because God is going to step into the situation. The Bible says he will not let anyone oppress them. Kunishele. He permitted no one to do them wrong. Through it all, he would not let one thing be done to them apart from his own decision, which is extra special blessing. And to settle, oh, Father, thank you. I'm so grateful, oh God. The clarity with which you have revealed the modus operandi for 2022, surely, you want to make it impossible for us to miss it. As we started well, we're going to continue wholeheartedly to the end and enjoy what Elisha enjoyed. Father, I thank you for all those that are here and those that are listening. May this revelation of the equation that will bring one from an unsettled life to a completely settled, miraculous life with extra special blessings, may it power us through this year and deliver us at the point of multitudes of gratitude and testimonies to the glory of the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Put those hands together. Help me bless the Lord today as God will implement that extra special blessing in our lives. You may be seated. I want you, when this sermon is posted on our chat group, I want you to share it. Go to our social media handles, go to SoundCloud, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to Instagram. Share it because it is a winning formula. Are you, how many of you are blessed to have come today? Really blessed. What a wonder our God is.